It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Summer Conversation Series, Episode 6, with Brent Coley and Casey Jakubowski. Punk Rock Classrooms crew, it's time for a Summer Conversation Series episode. Mike sits down and interviews two of the EduMatch publishing authors that he is on a team with. They're all uh, EduMatch authors. As you know, Mike has a book coming out at the end of August, hopefully sometime either end of August, early September. And he sits down with two other authors on the EduMatch team, uh, Brent Coley and Casey Jakubowski, and asks them our Summer Converse Series question. We want to know, what is the one thing you would change about education. So listen in to his two interviews with these two EduMatch authors. I am Mike, one half of the Punk Rock Classroom's hosts, and I'm super excited for our guests. We're, we're, we're kind of winding down our summer conversation series. This was a conversation that was supposed to happen early in the summer, but with life and family time and vacations, we just, uh, we kind of kept putting it off, but I'm super, super excited that we're making it happen today. And I am here with somebody who I don't think he realizes how much he's really influenced me and myself as a leader. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to take away from his little bio. He can do that himself, but I'm here with Brent Coley, an amazing amazing leader in education who, who, like I said, is just an inspiration to me. And I'm super excited to be here. So Brent, you want to tell everyone about yourself and who you are? Well, first of all, thank you, Mike. That's I, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm flattered. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and chat with you. Like you said, family, family and life has gotten in the way now, but Hey, it, it's good. We're doing it now. Good. So yeah, I am uh, Brent Coley and I am uh, in Southern California. Uh, I am an elementary principal. Getting, I am starting year nine. We were talking before we started recording. It's crazy how quickly it goes. Yeah. Uh, this is my ninth year as a principal. I was an AP at the middle school for two years before that. And prior to that, I spent 15 years teaching fourth and fifth grade. I absolutely uh, love what I do. Love the kids. Um, I've got a podcast myself called Teaching Tales. I'm a huge believer in the power of storytelling. So I like to have a guest on each time and basically share stories that hopefully will encourage and inspire other educators. Uh, And I've written a book uh, where I shared my stories called Stories of Edu Influence, where it's just real stories from the classroom uh, and the front office, stories that will remind uh, readers that doesn't matter what your position is, whether you're a classroom teacher, an administrator, playground aide, cafeteria worker, if you work with kids, or you're a leader and you work with adults, you have life-changing influence. I call it edu-influence. So it's just real stories from over 20 years in the classroom and the front office that uh, hopefully will encourage. I've, I've been told that it's it's been called chicken soup for the teacher's soul. That's what one <laughs> reader called it. So I thought like, that's that's kind of what I was going for. So that, that, that was cool. That's definitely a perfect, you know, comparison. And, uh, yeah, for all our listeners out there, you definitely have to check out Brent's podcast. I was very lucky that he had invited me on a couple months ago um, to be a guest. And it's the podcast and the book. 
you know, cause I've listened to the podcast. I was a guest on it. I've read his book. It's like he said, it's, it's the perfect thing. It's not chock full of data and research. And it's, nope. it's, it's more, look, I've lived this. This is what I've done. Here's what I've learned from some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the impact it's had on not only the student or the staff member, but yourself as well. And it's, it's one of my top education books I recommend to people. And you, got, you guys got to check it out. Because like I said, if, if you need something to get fired up, for the upcoming year, like if you're still in that mindset, like, oh my God, I see it on Instagram and Twitter, summer's ending. Like, yeah, Brent's stuff is going to get you in that right mindset. Like, all right, yeah, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm doing. And you hear from other educators who have gone through it or something similar than you. So yeah, thank you. You know, keep putting uh-huh. out your content and, um, you know, just glad that we're connected. So Brent, thank you. summer series, you're welcome. I got one question for you. Well, actually yeah. two, but I got one, the main question, what we all want to know. If you could change one thing in education, what would it be and why? It's such a great question. I've been listening to some of your, your other guests here uh, share this question. And I mean, we hear all the time when it comes down to money. I mean, and, and for me, it's like, not necessarily like, teachers being paid more and stuff like that, where, I mean, we could talk about that as well. But for me, what I have seen in my experience is I would love to change the inequity and in funding structures. Definitely. And which, which let me kind of unpack that a little bit. Yeah. What I mean by that is it's not equal in terms of what all schools receive. Right. Um, so and I'll, I'll share a short story because I like stories that I mean, I had a conversation with a, with a friend who's a principal in a, in a neighboring dist- district. And this was several years ago. And um, you hear about these one to one initiatives and oh, we got we're getting laptops or Chromebooks. Everybody has one. And I have always thought, how are they paying for that? Because I know what my budget is at my school site. I was like, how are we paying for that? And I remember I asked her when we were chatting, I said, like, hey, I asked, I said, how do you pay for that? And she and she went on to kind of tell me like what her budget is and her budget for a smaller school than mine, like a significant, like maybe yeah. 20, 30 percent smaller than mine was about 10 times the size of my budget. It's ridiculous. So, so, and again, I'm not saying take that away and give it to me. What I'm, what I'm saying is I've also had conversations with other people in other districts that are swimming in money. And at the end of a school year, by the cutoff date, they're looking to spend, like, we got to spend this money because it's use it or lose it. Yep. Meanwhile, schools like, like mine, which we're, we're trying to be good stewards with the money. And it's like, man, if I had a little bit more, I would love to, to bring some more instructional assistance in to, to assist our teachers with doing small groups to really make our instruction so much more focused. But I can't afford to do that where, and then when you hear of other people who are, and I got a million dollars, I got to spend by Friday. Any ideas? It's like, oh yeah, I got a whole bunch of ideas. I got a whole bunch of things that I would love to do. And it's not necessarily buying new shiny gadgets, it's, I'd love to invest more in people yeah. so that we could help build those relationships, make our class sizes smaller. So I don't have a magic wand solution to how that would be done, 
but I see that there is a huge inequity that that does exist. At least at least here in California, there's the haves and the have-nots um, in terms of how much money their their schools receive. No, it's and it's not just there; it's here as well. I mean, it's and it's interesting because I there there's districts, you know farther north from where I'm at. And like you said, it's, they just have this money that they're just buying things they don't need because they have the money where it's those of us who have a need and we have certain things we know would benefit us. Mm -hmm. And like, we have a focus, like if I had that money, I'm going to buy, you know, this interventionist, you know, position I'm going to buy. Like you said, it's people, not that's one thing Josh and I have talked about all the two years we've been doing the podcast, you know, can it comes from that punk rock background? Like you don't need the fancy gadgets. You don't need the new computer program. You don't need those things. Yes. They have their place and they help, but in education, we're so just overwhelmed. I mean, look at our emails every day. Yeah. How many sales sales emails you get for something new and you know, you find your couple things that are going to work and you, you get really good at utilizing those and then put the rest of the money in people. I mean, that's yep. relationships and connections are what, you know, my, my philosophy and belief in education, that's what's going to make everything else fall in place, you know? So yeah, great, great response. I love it. Um, one more question for you. Yeah. Cause it wouldn't be the punk rock classrooms podcast. If we didn't ask, if I didn't ask, I, I, I act like Josh is here. He's not. He's in Arizona somewhere <laughs> sweating, you know. Um, what have you been listening to? What have I been listening to? I, uh, I'm out walking every morning, walk slash jogging every morning. So I listen to uh, audiobooks, like uh, Audible. I, I, I like fiction and, and fantasy. So I've been listening to uh, an audiobook about, uh, by John Gwynn. It's the last book in a series called uh, Wrath. Um, and in terms of music, I've been listening to Tyrone Wells. I don't know okay. if you've ever heard of Tyrone. He, he's a singer songwriter. Um, I actually went to college with him. Um, nice. He, he's one of those ones who it's like, he's, he's not, he's got a big following, but you you'll hear his stuff in uh, television shows and, and sporting stuff like that. But um, so I would encourage listeners if you like, just like, he's just got an amazing voice, plays the guitar. Um, Tyrone Wells. He's All right, definitely. I'll check stuff. it out. All right. Well, thank you, Brent, for coming on. And uh, Brent, do you want to tell people how they can reach you on social media? Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm very active in Twitter at Brent Coley. That's B-R-E-N-T-C-O-L-E-Y. Uh, I've got a website, brentcoley.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as well. Wasn't able to get Brent Coley. I'm B-A Coley on Instagram. Um, and um my book, Stories of Edu Influence, uh, you can find that on Amazon or storiesofeduinfluence.com. It's in paperback, Kindle, and if you like to listen to podcasts like this, you like to listen, I've actually recorded the audible version of it as well. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I highly recommend it. You guys, I'll check it out. And Brent, thank you so much again for coming on. And I am here with a very special guest. I'm, I'm very excited about this guest. We had a few hiccups in the road trying to get together. Uh, we just had an amazing uh, pre-recording conversation. Um, 
So just uh, learn more about each other. Super stoked. But I am with one of my teammates from the Edge Match family, Mr. Casey Jacobowski. And Casey, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? Absolutely. Thank you, Mike, and appreciate your uh, flexibility and willingness. Uh, I'm coming to you live from my parents' living room. Mom and dad are in Buffalo, New York, and I'm an Albany, New York resident, summer vacation. Uh, mom and dad's bed and breakfast, totally recommend it. Awesome. <laughs> Nine out of five stars. So a uh, little bit about myself. I recently finished a doctorate in ed leadership. So super glad you called me mister because I hate when people call me doc. Uh, I can fix your school. I can't fix your broken heart. And uh, I'm the author of Thinking About Teaching from Edumatch, where I look at my teaching career. And it's a cool book where I really talk about getting to the heart of the matter, which is the students, because we're all about content, right? No, we're all about students. The state tests are about content. And I just found out I have my second book coming out from Edumatch called A Cog in the Machine. This book is going to be a really cool way for you to plot what you think is most important about your career by going through my career and my background, because teaching is so personal. It's one of the most personal points. I'm very active on Twitter, Mike, and I'm also very active on LinkedIn. But one of the coolest things in the world is that I love rural education but I also love civics education. And as a former social studies teacher, I am all about writing a blog on my Weebly site, all about civics and teaching and how we've got to reframe what we're doing because I am sick and tired of hearing people say teachers need to do more. I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted mentally, <laughs> physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so, I'm actually reading one of our co-authors books uh, by Mandy Froelich called Reigniting the Flames. Yeah, and she yeah. says, if you've burned out, you're like ash in the wind. So I would recommend that if you're thinking about going into teaching or you know somebody who's going into teaching, my thinking about teaching is a great book. But if you're mid-career and you want to know more about teaching, read Thinking About Teaching. And one more time, that becomes um, an ad on the podcast, doesn't it? So I better stop right there. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, a couple of, I, one, I love the title of your new book, A Cog in the Machine. That's that, if I didn't know you or, you know, know the association with Edge of Match, I think if I saw that, that's something I would definitely be like, I need to check this out. Perfect title for, uh, for an educational book. So you said you're active on Twitter. Can you, you want to give us your handle right now, how they can uh, reach out to you? Sure. I'm at KCJ underscore EDU. So that's a good place. I like and follow and I promote. But the other cool thing is I'm about positive. I support educators, higher ed folks, researchers, and just everybody in general. Uh, recently posted a post that said, not, not feeling it, please send cats. And I got about 200 replies with pictures of the cats of Twitter. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the best mental therapy ever was my sister does a lot of travel for work. She's in the healthcare field where she helps to make sure scientists are doing good research. 
And so she dropped off her dog to my parents' house to babysit. And uh, I wound up petting the dog, I think, for 12 straight hours. And that was good mental health therapy, just petting the puppy. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it, we, we just got a puppy ourselves in March. And I'm telling you, it's, 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 I had dogs growing up. And then, like, since I've been married for 14 years, we haven't had any animals in the house. And it's the difference it makes just having that, that animal there. It's awesome. All right, you ready for the question? Let's do the yeah, question. You, I, I feel like you've kind of already answered it, some of the stuff you said, but officially, if you could change one thing in education, what would it be and why? I would love to change the way we engage our students in conversations about their own work and how it affects their mental health. Nice. I think it's super critical for us to start with the why. I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek, Start With Your Why. I'm a huge fan of Kristen Hadid's Permission to Screw Up. I hope those two sponsor your podcast. But I believe very emphatically that a lot of the mental health issues we're seeing are because we don't know why we're doing what we're doing. And especially for social studies teachers, for elementary school teachers, for science teachers, there has been a lot of very negative boom, boom, boom about what you're doing. And right now, especially, we're seeing it. We need to change the narrative. Hashtag change the narrative. And it's super critical. And I want to make this really clear. I believe in everybody's right to their own opinion. But I believe more critically that there's got to be stuff to back it up. Civics yes. is the crucial foundation of our country. Science is the only thing that's going to get us out of the Anthropocene, which is a fancy word for saying we're gumming up the planet. And I got to tell you, I have such hope by these young people that are coming out of college who are scientists, engineers, mathematicians, computer scientists. They're not going to create Skynet because they believe in truth. But as teachers, please Give yourself permission to not be a superhero. I like and that. that. And that is what I want to say is the most important thing about changing education. Don't feel like you have to save Metropolis. That's, that's, that's good. And that's deep on so many levels because you look at so many schools and, you know, we're all, that's how they promote their teachers. And as we should, you know, we teachers do amazing things. Um, but you know, like if you Superman did not always have the cape on and the blue suit, like there's times he just was Clark Kent, and sometimes yep. yeah, I like that. Thank you. That's that's that's. The, I feel we could do a whole episode about this. We could. Yeah, we may, and that's the point of our summer conversations. We're getting things started, and then uh, when the when the fall starts, I think uh, I think we may invite you back to go dive some dive deeper in this, especially with. My fear is this is the perfect time for teachers to kind of change their narrative and their approach and do exactly what you're saying at coming off of this pandemic school year we had. And one of my fears, and I know a lot of educators fear this, is so many people are going to just revert back to what they've always done because they want to get back to some kind of comfort zone or some, mm -hmm. some comfort level. Yep. And no, like, We've been uncomfortable for almost two years. 
Yep. Keep it going and make things better. Take what you've learned because there's been a lot of positives that have come out of this. So perfect. I love it. All right, I got one last. Oh, you, you want to add something? One, one quick thing. Yeah, there hasn't been learning loss. There's right. been different learning. Yes. I would like us to stop the test machine. And I want us to re-emphasize the fact that this past year, our students, when they were with our families who had the resources, and I'm going to throw that out there because you and I both know that there are millions of children right now who are living in poverty. One out of five children live in poverty. We've got to recognize that. We've got to honor that. and We've got to overthrow that system. But for families who had resources, children learned how to bake bread. Right. They learned and talked to their grandparents over the phone more. They may have learned a lot more about what mom, dad, or aunt, or uncle, or their guardians did at work. So we had very, very, very different, completely different learning this past year. And one of the things I should have learned was how to turn off my phone. I hope your editor <laughs> works on that one. But that, I just wanted to mention that. Let's stop. Hashtag no learning loss. Hashtag different learning. It's funny. I said that in one of our uh, administrator meetings a couple months ago. I said, I'm not worried about a learning loss. These kids learn skills that they never would have learned otherwise. And they're skills that are going to be with them for life. So, all right. One last question. If, or not if, I already asked you that. What have you been listening to lately? Music-wise, so, maybe it's podcast, audiobook, yeah. whatever. I have been loving the unprofessional podcast, the counter narrative podcast, your podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh, you are like grade A level professional <laughs> development. Well, thank you. You. Be, you, you, you guys should be a, a continuing teacher and leader educator approved or CTLE approved for the New York State folks because it's just amazing. Uh, I have found so many podcasts, including the counter narrative podcast to be Charles. Yeah. And you know, he is such an amazing person. The best podcast to listen to has got to be beer edu guys. Kyle. (laughs) Oh yeah. Our buddy, our buddy from edge match who wrote to the edge for leadership. Oh, phenomenal. Um, Also Matt Rhodes and Matt Joseph, two amazing guys who are out there podcasting. I got to tell you, though, the best one ever I've heard, though, is because I am a history guy. I love history. And so what I am um, so loving is the Dig podcast. Okay. Um, University at Buffalo, folks. So if you're a social studies teacher and you want true crime, go to Dig podcast. If you want underrepresented folks, go to the Dig podcast. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for coming on. We'll definitely have to have you come back on to expand more. One, I want to thank you for giving the shout out to the the, the unprofessional podcast, counter narrative, beer edu. Yes, we are all you know good friends with the with all those guys, and definitely like you, I would highly recommend checking them out. Um, oh, teach better team too. The teach oh, better oh, team. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. And very, you know, honor that we we're teamed up with them. We recently, in the past few months, joined the Teach Better Podcast Network. So yeah, just you know, if you're ever looking for anything, those that that Casey mentioned, check out the Teach Better Podcast Network. There's just a slew. I mean, anything you're looking for, seriousness. There's some fun. I mean, everything that you could want is out there. But um. 
Well, Casey, I want to thank you for taking the time to sit down. We definitely will uh, talk again. All right, crew, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. Remember that you can find all of our episodes on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Spotify or Apple uh, Podcasts or even Google Podcasts. We are all over those platforms. You can find us there. And uh, you can find episodes, show notes, blogs, uh, poetry from Mike, and the Punk Rock Classrooms merch store. You can find all of that on our website, punkrockclassrooms.com. If you want to follow us on social media, we're both on Instagram and Twitter along with the show. You can find the show on both of those at Punk Classrooms. You can find me at both of those at Josh R. Buckley. And you can find Mike, who did two great interviews today, on those at Mike R. Earnshaw. Thanks so much for tuning in, and Mike and I'll see you at the show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.